재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Bringing you stimulating discussions on current affairs Discover the best of news and current affairs Primetime on TBS EFM 所以，just or the handling of sensitive information, and also now all of these allegations rolling around uh, whether uh, Trump administration officials, including Michael Flynn, uh, had contact with Russian officials uh, prior to taking office in regards to sanctions being imposed on that country and how high this goes up the chain of command. To uh, give us an assessment of what's going on right now, uh, we're very pleased to have joining us from Asan Institute for Policy Studies Research Fellow Dr. James Kim. Hello. Hi. Hello to you, sir. Uh, Thank you for joining us once again. Thanks for having me. How... uh, Big a deal is this? I mean, uh, this is certainly being uh, <laughs> when you talk about the New York Times and the Washington Post, and they keep breaking these stories of new allegations surfacing of uh, administration officials and contacts with with Russian counterparts. Um, talk about first Michael Flynn and, and what exactly happened, and what you, uh, I suppose, surmised from your observations. Well, uh, this was before the inauguration, and um, there are some allegations here that supposedly seems to be corroborated in many ways by the intelligence community and um, subsequent um, decision by um, National Security Advisor Mike Flynn, or former National Security Advisor Mike Flynn, to resign from his post suggests that he had an exchange with the um, the Russian government or possibly uh, possibly Russian government officials, definitely the Russian ambassador, um, about the sanctions that uh, were being levied by the Obama administration during the closing days of um, his term and, and uh, what would happen, what is likely to happen should the Trump administration take over um, post-inauguration. So there was some degree of reassurance about, I believe, um, that was uh, that, that um, Mike Flynn had given to the Russian government uh, uh, that somewhat, um, if you recall, going back uh, in time a bit, the Russian uh, response to the Obama administration's um, uh, sanctions was um, particularly subdued, if not um, very moderate. Um, so uh, there, there's some suggestion that there was some some exchanges going on over the phone um, as a private individual to reassure the Russian government about what the next administration will be doing. From what we've been able to, I suppose, uh, uh, get from the reporting of this and, and I suppose these sources that have been uh, leaking uh, bits of information to uh, the various reporters is that there's a bit of an internecine uh, warfare uh, being waged in the White House. Uh, you have this, uh, I suppose, Ranks Priebus, uh, the chief of staff, uh, Mike Pence, the vice president, that wing, which is, I suppose, more establishment, more, uh, 
I guess, traditional in the way they go about things in terms of governing. And then you have this other wing led by Steve Bannon and Steve Miller. Um, Michael Flynn seems to have been um, really more a part of that wing. And they, they're saying that this sort of proxy battle involving Michael Flynn, uh, the uh, the Pence side uh, got what they wanted. And, and it was Mike Pence that sort of was largely the orchestrator of this by um, coming up and confronting Flynn and convincing him to resign. Do you think those um, leaks and, and, the, and the reporting that we've seen so far holds water? Um. I, it, it looks like from the outside um, that the White House is somewhat fragmented at this point, and it's not clear to me whether it's two factions or five factions. Mm. Um, Reince Priebus and Steve Bannon made some effort on Wednesday to present a united front in a telephone call with the reporters uh, to suggest that they're fine, they're working well together. Um, but, I mean, what these events seem to suggest is that... Um, Donald Trump has less than tight reign on those uh, that are around him. The amount of leak just in the past month or so is almost unprecedented, yeah. and it suggests a very fractured administration with different factions within it. Um, and, uh, you know, these are all suggest indications that um, there isn't as um, uh, close control or, or uh, of information, of messaging, um, there could be many factions. Um, there are some other factions potentially, uh, you know, other than the two you talked about, Jared Kushner, uh, along with the Trumps, could be another mm. faction. Donald Trump himself could be a faction in and of himself. <laughs> Uh, then, then you got then you got everybody else um, underneath who's watching all this from the outside, who probably isn't taking any sides one way or the other, which is where probably all, a lot of these leaks are coming from. When we talk about the outrage being expressed by not just Democrats, but uh, by certain Republican members of Congress, including Senators Lindsey Graham and John McCain, as to how this is unacceptable if, if these allegations are true and, and there needs to be some kind of investigation uh, to uh, find out what exactly happened, who was in contact with who, when, uh, what was being discussed, um, certainly the public, a, a large portion of the public wants to see an investigation here. Jason Chaffetz, uh, the chairman of the House Committee that would oversee this, has been adamant in refusing to look into it, saying that there's he doesn't see any need to do so. He's being pressured. Ultimately, do you think the Republicans, although it's not necessarily in their best political interest, but because of what, we're, um, what they're getting in terms of pressure from the press as well as the public, uh, they may eventually be forced to at least look into the issue? Um, I think um, you know, so there's a couple of questions here. Whether this exchange was unlawful or went against the American national security interests is yeah. something that we have to kind of, a lot of, there has to be a lot of uh, uh, evidence here and a lot of investigation into that. But I think the Republicans have made it fairly clear, at least on the Senate side, Mitch McConnell has already stated that the Senate Intelligence Committee is likely to review and in- investigate this particular case. The House side, um, again, the House Intelligence Committee um, has signaled the likelihood of investigating the leak um, yeah. rather than the, um, the 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 case and the and the charges levied against uh, Mike Flynn himself. Um, but the latest chatter is that they will also uh, follow suit and investigate this event, just like their Senate counterparts. So the GOP seems to be somewhat split um, among those 
as you suggested, there are some that, that are supportive of the administration, but there are some moderates who have uh, selectively criticized the administration where they have disagreed with it. And on this particular issue, I believe that the moderate Republicans uh, will act, um, and what will happen, whether this will um, be limited to simply Mike Flynn and this particular case, or whether this will expand into a broader investigation about the administration itself, uh, I think that's something that we have to wait and see. Right, and that is really the the key here is that the public will feel they have a right to know, but there is just no way to know how deep this goes unless an investigation is made. I know there have been calls for an independent uh, probe into this. It looks like uh, members of both sides of the aisle uh, feel as of now there is no need to, or, or uh, I guess an appetite to go the independent counsel route. They feel that they can handle it uh, within the structures of Congress currently. But uh, just dating back to that uh, bombshell uh, intelligence report that was leaked to the press and controversially uh, posted up by BuzzFeed and reported upon by CNN is that um, bits and pieces of those allegations as as to the contacts between the Trump campaign and the Russian officials and the uh, allegations of hacking and who knew when and also this, uh, I suppose, more wilder uh, accusation that Trump has somehow been compromised by Russian intelligence officials. The the reporting recently seems to indicate that bits and pieces of those um, intelligence report details have been confirmed. And so I'm asking you, as someone who's observed many of these political scandals, both here in Korea and abroad, is that does this have the potential to really grow into something? I know that crisis is thrown around a lot, but is this potentially a big problem for this current administration? Um, yeah, potentially, but I think it just certainly puts the White House on its back heels and puts the Congress in the driver's seat. What kind of, um, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, what kind of uh, negotiation the administration may strike with Congress may prove to be crucial here, or how far the Republicans might take this in coordination with the Democrats. Um, I mean, the key issue in this particular case was not about the content of the discussion, at least not, I mean, the bits and pieces seem to suggest that maybe there could be something here, but, I mean, the key issue with Mike Flynn was that he wasn't entirely forthcoming about his correspondence and the nature of that correspondence with all of the key administration officials. In this particular case, Vice President Mike Pence, who defended him publicly, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and the concern here was that Flynn's decision to hide these facts opened him up to possible blackmail from the Russian government. So this is about any compromises he may have made or were about to make with the Russian government going against the interests of the United States. Um, in terms of what uh, what kind of discussions or exchanges happened between the Russian government and the Trump uh, campaign during the election, well, that that's that's going to be that we're going to have to wait and see what kind of intelligence data or information is out there um, that seems to suggest that there was some kind of um, coordination going on here. If um, there was an active um, input, um, you know, it, it sort of a. Uh, strategizing regarding the uh, the American um, election and the democratic process itself, 
then then we have a very serious uh, situation here. But if it's simply, you know, phone calls uh, among individuals, uh, exchanging greetings, it, that's a little difficult to to show um, any kind of uh, probable cause here and how American national interests or national security interests might have been compromised. Right. Uh, and I guess that's the uh, idea here is if uh, where there's a lot of smoke, maybe there's a fire, but maybe as as you say it is something that um was just uh, perhaps a little bit more innocent about this so uh, we'll have to keep our eyes on how the investigation unfolds of course the media coverage as well because uh, uh god knows there are the leaks continue to come and this as you say unprecedented as as to the amount of uh, leaks that have been coming but safe to say we keep talking about the first 100 days uh this has been uh, a fairly bumpy ride so far yeah um if you want to say say it, put it that way, I guess the administration uh, has been a uh, it's been a challenging first uh, few days for the administration. There's still um, uh, a lot more to go, so <laughs> um, we'd have to wait and see. Hopefully, it'll start with the replacement uh, yeah. for the national security advisor, um, and um, hopefully, the administration will get its act together and uh, try to control some of this leak and the messaging a bit. All right. Dr. Kim, as always, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me.